0: Hi, my name is Jordi Mueller, and welcome to the Empower Women Series event of January. And today, just like probably the last uh, couple of years, uh, we're starting with a topic that everybody's thinking of, which is what are we going to change this year to improve ourselves to become better in many areas? And we have a special guest. We are joined today by Lauren Altieri. Lauren, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Great to hear your voice today, Jordan.
0: Um Lauren has a lot of, I would say, healthcare background that, that brings to the table, and uh, I do have to give the caveat, everything that we're talking uh, about today is not a medical recommendation or anything like that, but we're going to talk a little more in general what we can do to become a little more healthy. Uh, I would say you describe yourself as a healthy lifestyle coach, is that correct, Lauren?
1: That is correct. Cool. Thank
0: you. And I want to start with a basic question. Why does it happen every January that we start talking about this?
1: Ah. Why? Oh, my gosh, that's a great question in the sense that um, I think it's just because it's a new beginning. You know, January 1, we have a, we just by way of our own calendar have signified that this is a time to refresh, restart. And it's really just like every morning, every day when you wake up is a day to restart, refresh reboot as we use with our computers. I mean, um, so, but January 1 has a special significance because we're looking at the clock, I think, or a little, the calendar, and a little more uh, diligently as we, as we journey on through our life.
0: So um, I, I, I wanted to start with that question because I also have to add, it's probably the worst time to make the change. <laughs> but uh, coming from a Latin family, we have a huge dinner on New Year's Eve, and guess what we do on the 1st of January? we eat it again <laughs> like the leftovers so it's probably not the best time to start but i i get the concept of trying to start uh, fresh from the from the new year now one thing that i that i would like to explore a little bit today uh, in the beginning of our conversation is healthcare or health or wellness itself has evolved i would say in the last 20 30 years to the perception that it has become today. Um, I don't know if we can expand a little bit of how this has changed in the past to where we are today.
1: Well, I'd love to, and I appreciate that that very much, the opportunity to do that, because I have lived through healthcare through the last 30 years. Um, I started my career 30 years ago or more. yeah, pretty close, believe it or not. Yeah, and um, and and have been in healthcare really since the time I was 16 years old. So I have seen how um, how it has evolved and how the fact that health has always really meant the absence of disease. So healthcare and west Western medicine, and I'm very much part of that, has been very much part of that, has really been about how do we find cures? And we have to respect the fact that Western medicine has found some cures, but on the same token, we've found so many, we've expanded our science and knowledge so much that um, we have found ways to subdue many diseases, but not actually cure them. So that leads to where we are today. Over the last 30 years, we've really moved from into being a very specialized type of healthcare practice, but it has also led to many chronic diseases. We all know about hypertension, hyperlipidemia, um, stress, and what stress has done. So we have many more chronic diseases that really um, current medical practice doesn't treat we've almost created some of these diseases
0: yeah so uh, that is an interesting concept like going from like be able to cure 100 to just be able to live with it and in- improve your lifestyle i would say that would be the right word instead of like trying to change fully your current condition to cure um i so year end comes uh, a lot of lists come out there and I came across this note that says the Mediterranean diet has been named the most healthy diet in the world in in 2019, right? And I'm thinking, okay, what is included in this diet? And you start seeing it, uh, well, a lot of vegetables, right? Um, A lot of natural stuff. There is fish in there, which for those uh, vegan friends, uh, they'll probably say, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. But it's kind of stuff we know. It's just stuff that is really hard to do right? And, um, and as we can become more aware that food is a very intrinsic part of our health, uh, we need to start paying more attention to where the food comes from. So I don't know if you can talk a little bit about the relationship that food and eating habits have to overall health.
1: Yeah, uh, well, you know, there's, there are some people that believe in I and I'm part of that is that food is our medicine today. Yes. It really is. And, um, you're absolutely right. The uh, U.S. News and World Report came out with the 10 best diets, and the Mediterranean diet came up as number one or number two in many of the categories. Right, so that was a that was a really interesting component. And as you say, it really is not that hard. It's just that we have. Um, Again, in the last 30 years or so, uh, we've come up with so much processed food that we've moved away from the true Mediterranean diet, where we ate whole foods. And so, if we just improve our our lifestyle in terms of what we eat, instead of grabbing the thing that's pre-made, but we eat a, a fresh piece of fruit, we take fresh produce and cook it um, and make that as part of our diet, along with you know a, a small. Smaller portion of meat, Um, we can enhance the way we feel tremendously because now we're eating the food that really is is meant to create energy and life for us. Just as sun and and water is the energy for Hmm. our plants, the plants then become the energy for us. So if we look at our plate, it can be a plate. Uh, think of your in, instead of thinking of diet and so forth. Uh, my message is all about thinking about how many colors have you eaten today. And mm-hmm. That's what the Mediterranean diet really is all about because it has many many colors yeah. and therefore producing all the energy that our body needs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the one thing I would add to your comment is yeah. that the knowledge that we have on how food affects our body changes over time. I mean, uh, it's it's something that oh, yeah. through our lifetime we'll have to kind of like keep learning and keep becoming better at learning what affects our bodies, right? Uh, Well, true. Yeah.
1: True. Very true. Especially, um, and again, I lived through this, is that um, many, many years ago, we designated for cardiovascular, uh, anyone with any kind of cardiovascular disease or to prevent cardiovascular disease, you know, and this is kind of where a lot of the, some of it started was, you know, low fat, you know, or no fat, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're learning that, no, we really, our brains do need some fat, but it's the kind of fat
0: that you eat, that's important, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure at some point the FDA even approved uh, a few slices of bread as part of your daily diet to be good. So this is one of the things that we learn through time and uh, and we, we have to evolve as consumers of different kinds of food. Uh, I remember my parents a long time ago learned said, if it's not in season, don't eat it. And, exactly. Uh, and that was kind of like an easy um, way to see food, right? It's like, where did you get this? It's not in season. You shouldn't be eating it. Like there's a cyclicality to where, when it when it comes to food and what you get into your body. Um, well, and that, oh, and
1: that comes from the Mediterranean idea, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in my household, and in, in years ago, again, you didn't see berries and you didn't see various fruits and vegetables that you see in the grocery store now because of the way we can move food from one place to another. Mm-hmm. But if you eat the foods that are in season, then you're getting the real richness of the of that fruit and their the foods of those foods because yeah. they're in season, right? They're, you're getting them, they haven't been on a, a truck traveling thousands of miles to get to your plate.
0: Exactly. Um, I want to transition, uh, now that we discuss a little bit about the food uh, that comes into our body, one of the things that a lot of people do in the beginning of January is they sign up for a gym. I don't know the statistics off of hand, but I'm pretty sure it's like a big percentage that signs up in this in January. They usually sign out or try to get out of the gym membership by March. Uh, so it's a cyclical to like gym membership. But how much fitness comes into, into the equation when it comes to overall health?
1: Well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give you any percentages and so forth, but I will speak to what you're saying here in in the sense that what happens is that we do make these resolutions, right? And oftentimes what happens is that we make resolutions that um, are big and broad and we expect them to be done in two months time, right? Hmm. And, you know, we say, oh, I'm going to lose 25 pounds in two months. Well, it's pretty unrealistic. So, and then we realize, you know, you know, we can't find the time, uh, we really don't have good game plan as to how we're going to, you know, complete all this exercise or whatever it is you want to do. And then we start ignoring those commitments a little bit and then become very frustrated, right? So, um, so those are the things that, that that I really am tuned into in terms of how can we make changes that are more long lasting so that next year the resolution is maybe a little bit easier because we've already kept the resolution from the previous year because we've learned how to weave in a plan that really fits our life the way we live it. So, because we all still have lots of responsibilities, so um,
0: yeah, have you, I have, yeah. I mean, just to add no, to your comment, have you heard of the of the of the phrase or comment uh, by? I'm trying to remember who the doctor was. I read definitely read this in a book, and it was about don't start your resolutions in January. Start them in February. It gives you a month to adapt and to see what's kind of feasible. Well, uh,
1: and, and yeah, and that actually refers to. Um, doing a little the planning exactly you know before you start to try to make those huge changes that we all of a sudden put this cut off on january 1st is are you really ready for the change and what do you do need to do maybe to prepare for that change exactly what is the real reason? So the important thing is the why. Why do you want to make this change? Because that reason will help keep you visualizing that while you're making the change. And that'll be your motivating factor to help keep you going.
0: I think to just jump into my third question of the interview, which was, why do people fail? And, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, there's a, there's a lot of reasons, right? You know, you become frustrated, but maybe you, you, you don't remember the why. You don't realize that there'll be ups and downs. And again, it's that visualization help you so you can get through those ups and downs. Understanding yourself a little bit more, understanding what are your strengths to help you when the when the tide goes, you know, when the, when it goes down a little bit. And then when maybe, you know, the day just like got so carried away with you that, you know, you just grab the sandwich with uh, cold cuts in it. Because there was nothing else and you were starving. So, mm. all right, that happened today. It's okay. Tomorrow's another day. Remember, every day is a new beginning. <laughs> every day is a day to, to keep going and remembering because the, the why, why you want to get to where you want to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be January. It does not have to be Monday, right? It can be just right. literally tomorrow. Um, right. So, and I, I'm sorry I came coming like jumping back and forth between the actual resolution topic into more like the health and wellness of overall. Uh, But I think they're just so related to each other. Um, One of the things that we have found out in the last couple of years that to be top of the list when it comes to become happier or a happier human being or becoming a happier human being is meditation. And um, as one of the activities that actually brings more joy and happiness into somebody's life once they incorporate, um, have you seen a lot of people around you start to include that in their resolution list? Uh,
1: certainly. Um, I am a meditator um, and I've done different kinds of meditation. And uh, one of the talks I'm coming up with next actually is going to be on stress net. Stress, mindfulness and meditation and understanding each of those and how they interrelate. So um, that's that's definitely a very um, top, very near and dear topic of mine. Oh. <clears throat> and um, yes, um, and, and we have we have lots of preformed formed ideas. Here's another area <clears throat> where we have expectations yes. or ideas of how it should be. And um It's really pretty simple. Yeah, it really is pretty simple. And, you know, there's lots of apps and all kinds of stuff. And if that helps you, that's great. But it really doesn't have to be fancy at all. And Hmm. you can find great results with it. I will tell you from a personal example, I started meditating uh, when I was in my doctoral program.
0: Those professors.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it was a stressful time. Um, I was working on my uh on my uh doctoral dissertation and you know, I'd go through a review and the committee would say, No, we want this, this and this and I'm like, Okay. And I would literally have to put my mind aside to figure out how I was gonna make all these puzzle pieces connect. And um, it was through meditation that I got many of my ideas and answers. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it, no, I couldn't really, agree more with you. Yeah.
1: It, it, So I I find it useful. I think um, people feel like, oh, I can't meditate. I just can't sit still and so forth. And there's lots of little tips and tricks that we could talk about for days. I mean, really, I mean, that's a whole course in itself in terms of ideas of what you can and can't
0: do. Well, but I do want to explore maybe, and maybe you can help me with this, is exploring the biggest mistakes that people tend to do when creating or setting their goals or resolutions for the next year. Because I think that's where probably we can catch a lot of those things that will fail eventually, and maybe you can help us with that.
1: Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jordi. Say say that
0: again. No, it's okay. So it's like trying to figure out which ones are the most common mistakes that people do when trying to create their resolutions, and Uh, uh, and maybe we can stop them before they do them.
1: Well, I think I think it's I think it's the very simple things. It's preparing for it, really deciding what are the doable action steps, breaking it down. What's the really doable action steps that you can take toward that resolution and not expecting, you know, one, expecting days that it doesn't. It doesn't flow as easily as you want it to. Maybe you, if it's a, you know, soft food, maybe you don't. You fall a little bit with what you want to eat, or maybe you don't make it to the gym. But there's another day to do that. And then, you know, it's realizing that it takes time. It took time to get to where you are. It's going to take time to undo whatever you're trying to undo.
0: Yeah, I um, uh, obviously. Oh,
1: and last, and most importantly, uh, most importantly, is, is really engaging support. Engaging the support of someone else, engaging a, a coach, um, engaging the support of other people around you to help you move, continue on the path you want to
0: take. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that last one, that accountability part of, of doing not on your own, but kind of like belonging to a group that is trying to do the same goal. It's probably the biggest influencer of people accomplishing or not their goals on this particular type of resolutions, but either if it's food or health or working out out or pretty much anything accountability sure. just comes really important um sure i do wanted to say uh and this is probably from the, a personal note uh through the years uh, of not being close to my family and now seeing them in maybe once or twice a year at the most you do see a mm-hmm. lot of changes on them right when when you see sure. them every time but you also see how they start seeing other people different like my grandparents they start, they start noticing, oh, like your grandma is not able to walk now. And I want to almost say, you're on the same path, mom, right? But, and, and why do you do that? It's because you see the same activities yeah. being repetitive. And what, I, what I'm trying to point out here is sometimes those checkpoints and the holidays that we just passed is one of those perfect checkpoints allow you to see the things that you can work on to try to prevent or try to improve your future, right? And by comparison to the older generation, that is, I think, a clear-cut way of doing it.
1: And, and recognizing the success. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Recognizing the success. You know, I think that's that's what you want to want focus on as well.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. It's the positive instead of the negative. <laughs> Thank you for reminding yes. me of that. Um, well, um <laughs> I um I usually tend to close the podcast especially uh, for Empower Women on trying to come up with two things that people can do tomorrow, right? That people can start actually doing it tomorrow. Is there any two that you would like to point out to everybody? Um and this is maybe yeah. to start creating your list correctly or or to start to to start focusing on the right things.
1: I would say focus on one thing. One one thing that you want to want to do and decide how you're going to do that within your current life, how you're going to change one thing and figure out one way, one way within yourself that you can you can do it relatively plain, you know, it's painlessly done. So it's something that you can weave in to your life and um, and start getting the effects of that. Yeah. The
0: of her. Awesome. Well, um, <laughs> we're planning an event for April this year, and yeah. the whole focus of the event is literally how to achieve the ultimate focus or the pinnacle focus on the one thing that you want to accomplish. So this kind of like fits right into that topic as well. Yeah. Um, well. Lauren, thank you so much for your time. I know you're, you are busy coming back to work from the holidays. And uh, for those who attended the Power Women series today, this is going to be available uh, for everybody to share just uh, a week after. And uh, if you want to reach Lauren, we're going to put your information right on our show notes so they can reach directly to you. Is that okay?
1: That's great. Thank
0: you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.